So behold, all things are new. All things are new, especially us. I like the verse, Ephesians 4, 24. It says, put on the new self, the new nature, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In other words, take off the degenerate self and put on the regenerate self, what you hope to be, what God created you to be. This verse really addresses our person, who we are. It's saying that God is interested in our total development and growth and in every area of our lives. This includes our character, particularly our character, which is essentially the sum of our habits, how we really are, how we act. And the way we act is a manifestation of our thinking, our mindset. So our character then is a statement of our reputation, what we're known for. I know many gifted people, and probably you do too, who've had doors open for them that their character shuts. See, it won't allow them to own that opportunity because their bad habits own them. So your character is gonna determine how much and what God can really trust you with. You know, your, your faithfulness actually is the cornerstone of your character. You know, since our daddy God is faithful, then we need to be like him. That's what he wants us to take on this new nature so that we can, that can manifest in our lives. You know, maturity and the development of our faith walk and our character, it's all a process. It doesn't happen overnight. But as every stage of our growth, we get built up. We get built up to become equipped for effectiveness. And this process is so very necessary so that we can get there, get to that new place, and stay there. Amen, anybody? So to help us get there, God uses his word. Pastor's been talking about it. We've been mentioning the word, that we have to follow his word, his instruction. God uses also people, you know, our friends, our family, our foes, our frenemies, and circumstances for refining us and for developing this character of ours instead of us being a character, he wants our character developed, and for the defining of our purpose. He uses the word, which is our food, our weapon, and our guide, because it provides truth and principles we need to grow in godliness. We know we gotta renew our minds, Romans 12, two tells us that. Renew our minds so that we can have new ideals, to have new attitudes established on the inside of us. So the word is God, we know that, right? We know that the word is God and the word is alive. So it begins working when we receive it, like seed taking root when it's planted. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study to show yourself approved of God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So our response to the word is our responsibility as a child of God, as a, as a newborn in God. 
We've got to study that word, make it our own, because it is God. And we should know it if we're going to know him and if we're going to know who we are. Anybody? That's awful quiet. I know y'all receiving, right? Yes. right. Amen. I like that part. Secondly, he uses people because they are support in the, in the sparring that we need to grow beyond ourselves. Kind of like scaffolding. You know, we get and we give support to each other. We give encouragement to each other. We hold each other up. Bible says iron sharpens iron. And we draw strength and abilities to love and to develop that fruit of the spirit by each other, connecting to each other, by developing relationships and having that personal exchange with each other, communicating and connecting. Amen? And thirdly, he uses circumstances. Circumstances provide environments to actually practice your Christ-likeness and to get built up in, in our faith, to build up, be built up personally. And so by those circumstances, we develop right attitudes, especially the attitude of gratitude. We talked about that in our first lesson. Gratitude is essential to really move forward in the things of God and to receive what he has for us. See, whenever we give thanks to God, despite the most difficult circumstances, the enemy loses that battle in your life. And you're giving God great glory, despite what you see or you feel. So if we study and apply God's word, and if we connect regular with, uh, regularly with each other, other believers, especially not forsaking the assembly of ourselves in church, you know, getting to church on time, Getting to church on time, telling the angels. <laughs> getting to church on time. If we trust God to show up in us in those circumstances and with those difficult relationships sometimes, we're going to become more like Jesus. That's the end result. See, it's got to be the result to be more like Jesus in the intent of your mind and in the content of your heart. It's important. Are you hearing me? And it takes practice. It doesn't happen overnight. We're developing, we're in process, we're a work in progress. It takes practice to develop our character and become eligible and qualify for the next level. To behold a new dimension of living God's abundant life. You know, Bible study is great. Prayer is powerful but they're not enough. It's kind of like if you're studying medicine alone, that's not gonna make you a doctor. It takes practice, application, hands-on use. You know, you have to get involved and committed. Acts 10, 38 tells us that Jesus went about doing good. He was about his father's business. Acts. We gotta do some acts too. Acts, not acting up, but some acts. <laughs> it's about doing an action-packed Christianity. Because it can be exciting to be a Christian when you really get involved. Not just wounded by other Christians and you go hiding. Anybody? <laughs> Hallelujah. It takes practice. If you want greater favor and more power, and the abilities activated in you. 
your, your, your anointing to increase, to, to assimilate to, to spiritual growth. See, any successful uh, person, sports figure, like, like pastor, playing basketball every day, practicing, not every day, every other day, <laughs> practicing, woohoo! Any doctor or singer or musician or parent or, or business person, it takes practice. The use of skill and study and diligent pursuit of excellence. So I want to give you some points today to help you in your practice. Number one, you want to practice being willing to change. Being willing to change. To turn from your former you know, your old self to a new you. So this will mean changing your, your preferences for God's principles. Hmm, that's a hmm. Okay, sometimes it's not easy because our want-tos have us on lockdown. Kind of like addiction sometimes. You know, we, we get stuck on our choices, our appetites. You know, our habits, our desires. So our want-tos become our got-tos because the flesh is running your life. It's what you want. It's all about you. And truly, it's not, boo. It's not. That's why Ephesians 4, 24 says, put on. Put on the new man, the new you, so that your preferences change to match God's principles and to match who you are becoming you want to do things God's way because your way is kind of lagging you behind a little bit. Anybody? If you make a true confession. So that's going to mean I got to do this without compromise. No, no spiking the living water with my flesh. Uh-huh. Are, are you truly saved and changed if you're still praising God? Hallelujah and cussing somebody out. Uh, hey, are you speaking alternative facts instead of the truth? Are we, are we loving quoting the scripture? It says in Isaiah 61, hallelujah, and I also love gossiping. Okay, I'm trying to behave myself. See, it's those little foxes, people, that spoil the vine, those little things. You know, maybe you're better now than you were, but it, it's still gotta, it's, you still got to let it go. It takes practice and an intentional decision for a new want to to manifest. And that takes submission. Amen. Submission, our humble surrender and yielding to God. See, God has a mission to bless you. But you got to get under that mission and yield to him so that you receive everything that he has for you and you can put on that new man. He'll give you the grace to make that happen. We can't do it on our own. If we could have, we already, we wouldn't even have to meet today. <laughs> Amen? So in submission, we win. And in dying to self, we're going to live God's abundance, abundant life. I love what it says in James 4.10 in the message translation. 
It says, so let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the enemy. Tell hell no and watch the enemy flee. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Get serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get up on your feet. Snap, Selah. Hallelujah. So another point that's going to help you with that is this. Practice being open to letting go of your thinking. The way you think, your understanding, your, your ways, your concepts of things. So you can ascribe to a, a new, fresh page. It's time for change. It's time for a different MO, your modus operandi. It's got to change. Let's, let's do new. You know, we even need to change how we see things. How you see things can be your worst enemy or your greatest asset. We got to change that, change our perspective. You got to see bigger and beyond what you see in the natural. You got to see beyond where you are right now and where you've been. Cast a new vision so you can see what God is seeing. See, he wants to do new through you so you can make more than just boiled eggs. You know, you can make them fried, you can make them scramble, you can make them frittata, you can bake them, all kinds of stuff. It is amazing to me what can be accomplished when you practice being teachable. Mm-hmm. I got one over there. One, amen. Anybody? Two? Can I get two? Can I get three? Practice hearing more than your own voice. Being flexible is powerful. Being open to new, because God's mercies are new every day. See, practice a new way of doing you. It's perfect. I want you to read to you uh, Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, if you got your swords there, starting at verse number 18. Bring your Bibles to church. You know, bring a pad and, and a pen, because God wants to say something to you. Come on now. It says in verse number 18, starting at 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's miraculous stuff. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness. How much more you? And rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself, and they shall decree my praise. His people, that's, that's us, right? Praising God, doing the miraculous in our lives. It's powerful. The impossible will be realized by the people of God. Now, I want to be a little bit teachy here, Pastor, because uh, uh, it's like the Holy Ghost is real teachy. He's a counselor, he's a paracletos, and a whole bunch of stuff. He's a teacher. So listen to this. The lowest form of knowledge is assumption. Assumption. When you pretend to have knowledge, 
having, having a lot of thoughts about stuff, but they're, they're not based on truth or facts or purpose. And often they're not even reasonable. And the most dangerous form of knowledge is allowing what you do know or think to prevent you from learning, learning what you need to know. Kind of like presumption. Taking stuff for granted, overstepping boundaries. You know, you presume, I got this. I'm good. You know, that's kind of like entitlement. So I want you to know that thinking is not always knowing. Thinking, you're thinking a bunch of stuff, but that's not always knowing or doing. And we, we get spoiled and want to be entertained. You know, with God, light, L-I-T, you know, Bud Light. We want, we want light, we want to be responsible. And we're not so hot on, a lot of times I'm being taught or trained or accountable. But this, this just so, so you know, this is not the Real Housewives and Preachers of San Gabriel Valley TV show. <laughs> You know, we, we want to see you grow from where you've been, where you've come from, to where God is sending you and has designed and purpose for you. Anybody? So the highest form of knowledge is actually knowing what you know by study and proper examin examination of the truth. Hosea 4, verse number 6 says, my, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that verse goes on to say, because they rejected it. They rejected knowledge. See, the enemy hides in darkness, which is ignorance. He hides in what we don't know to deceive us by what we don't know. And we're going for it. You know, we close our ears and stuff because ah, that's, 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 that's too much. That's, I don't wanna know that, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go there. Well, see, you need to know that information because that information is not just going to help you and your household. It's going to help those people within your sphere of influence. You need to absorb the word, take on the word, and allow God to speak to you so you can be effective in life, in the position you are in the body of Christ and in the world at large. The sons, the sons of God must be manifest. The world is aching for that hope. You've got to know that God strategically assigns you to hear preaching and teaching, not as a lecture, but as medicine that you need to get off your medication. Anybody? Be open to learn, but not on your terms. John Maxwell, who's one of my favorite teachers and a phenomenal uh, leader in teaching leadership, uh, world-renowned in the world and in the church, says this, the unsuccessful person is burdened by learning and prefers to walk down familiar paths. Their distaste for learning stunts their growth and limits their influence. You don't want to be unsuccessful. God didn't die on a cross for you to be unsuccessful in your life. Anybody? See, you gotta be open to receive wisdom and truth and knowledge to get it, to give fresh bread, the fresh bread of life. You know, day-old bread is okay, but them years-old bread, uh, they're not good, not even <laughs> for making croutons. I know, trust me. <laughs> James 1.5 says, if you lack wisdom, just 
ask the giving God who gives liberally. Because he wants you to know. He wants you to know. He's all knowledge, omniscient. He knows everything, and he wants you to know because you're his child. So thirdly, practice walking through conflict. That's an interesting one. You know, get rubbed the wrong way, and you know, but he, you want, God wants us to see conflict with, an, with, a, with the eyes of resolution, okay? Instead of complaining and being a victim, and they don't understand me, and you know, you, you so, your feathers are so ruffled, you lose your salvation and act it up. God wants us to grow up so that we can grow out of the old things. We've, you know, we've all experienced conflict. God, God uses circumstances to grow us up to be vessels to pour out his love and his peace and his hope, to bring resolve and healing and encouragement to somebody, bring in life on the scene. You know, last Sunday, Pastor mentioned a coworker he had that was giving him trouble. Uh, Chicky, you know, she's cutting her eyes at him. You know, all them Christian people. Who do you think you are? All that stuff. But he said he tried something new. He tried talking to her differently, a new approach. And things changed. She got to see that there's a, there's a God in this man. Hallelujah. You know, we all, we all like to be liked, accepted, pampered a little bit, you know, favored by people. But no more pampers, please. You know, we, get, we need to get pulled up from this low place that we just have a nature to go for, you know? Maybe it's because we're dirt and just we have an affinity to get down in the low places. But like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, you go high. Because we, we got the, the high almighty God with us, on us, in us, changing us. So somebody's going to see that hope. See, no matter who doesn't like you anyway, it doesn't matter, because God does. Get over it. Get over that stuff. And you know, every time we choose to practice Christianity, we get victory. God gets the glory. We defeat the enemy. We grow in strength. We grow in ability. We grow in trustability. It's a win, 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 win situation. You know, Joseph practiced in the pit. He practiced. He saved Potiphar's marriage by practicing in the prison. David practiced on the lion. He practiced on the bear to get ready for his greatest victory. Ruth practiced serving her mother-in-law. She practiced in a field, gleaning in a field that she would one day own. Joseph became the prince of Egypt saving his nation, a prototype of Jesus. He was a savior to nations. How well do you represent? How well do you represent our God? Matthew 5, 9 says, blessed are the peacemakers. They're the sons of God. We gotta bring some heaven into the earth realm now for such a time as this. There's a hurting world. We were praying today with Andrew, and it's like we're realizing that the chaos that's in the world, we got to make a difference. That's why we're here. Besides that, you know, we're positioned by God to be an answer, to answer to conflict and trouble. 
See, our practice then is going to be perfecting us, our faith, our credibility, enhancing the power that we have, increasing our depth of character. Point number four, practice generosity. Practice generosity to experience the manifestation of your wealthy place. That's why we have to be generous. How are you going to have wealth management and you can't even be generous with what you do have? You don't appreciate what you do have. The Bible says, given it shall be given to you. If you give small, you receive small. Where much is given, much is required. And God has given us everything. God is generous. He will even cause you to reap where you didn't plant. That's, that's kind of big, okay? He will bless you generationally, your bloodline to a thousand generations. You get to see it for four generations yourself and the blessing will continue because you were a giver. See, when we turn from our old way of tipping God, holding on to what, what's not even ours, then that pressed down, shaken together blessing is going to show up and show up in many, many places. How can, how can the God of increase increase you when you've given him nothing to increase? Just, just a thought. Hmm, that's a good thought. Amen. Give, and we'll begin to see, to see the small us become the new, big, prosperous us. We belittle our little when we don't give. There's a miracle in your little. Remember the, the five loaves and the two fish? Remember that? That was pretty little. But 5,000 men and all their families ate well and there was 12 baskets left over. That's pretty, that's pretty huge. God is a giver. Be like your daddy. John 1, verse number 16 says, for out of his fullness, his abundance, we have all received, we've all had a share, and we were all supplied with one grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, and even favor upon favor, and gift heaped upon gift. The message translation of that says, we all live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. That's powerful. That almost sounds... Like Compton, gift after gift after gift, hallelujah, amen. Besides that, you're laying up treasure. You're laying up treasure in heaven. Anything that you give God, he's going to multiply back to you in ways that you can't even measure. You know, the principle of tithing, yeah, I said tithing. Am I on anybody's foot right now? Tithing is insurance against poverty and lack, also known as being broke. Okay? So if you break this principle, why are you wondering why you're broke? Anybody? You're living paycheck to paycheck, coupon after coupon. I mean, nothing wrong with coupons, but if that's, you, you live, that's all you're living for, Hello? But you're praising God for those coupons. I know you are. Hallelujah. I do too. But the, for the mere fact that God gave you life, you should want to give him back something. Because it all belongs to him anyway. You and all that you have belongs to him. Point number five. Amen. Be others-minded. 
Be others-minded. Have some love in your heart to give away. Be willing to be a blessing, to let God be seen by your life. As I said in, in, the, in the earlier part of this message, God uses people. God uses people to sharpen your life, to, to develop your character. He uses people to express himself in the earth, in our lives and in our situations. See, we cannot become new and grow and show God in isolation. You know, sometimes we do have those times of, of uh, consecration or God pulls you away to speak to you. You know, you're uh, in fasting and prayer where you're alone with God. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about when you decide yourself because you've had enough and people on your nerves and you can't take no more and I just, I just gotta be alone. The enemy is in your ear. That's the enemy pulling you away. See, we, we, we have been set positionally in the body of Christ. We need each other. He strategized your position on purpose. So his preference, talking about preferences, is that we depend on each other in fellowship. We're, we're engaging in interdependency upon each other. He wants us to grow together, to be contagious, to draw others to him, especially since we're his body. We've got to practice paying grace forward. Paying grace forward. We're called to look like Jesus, people, and become effective change agents without compromise. We've got to be the real deal. Whether we're at church or at home or in traffic or behind closed doors, we're born to provoke change. But first, we've got to change. Before I can bring some healing to your house, I got to make sure I, I, you know, I'm not bleeding over everything over at your house. Amen. I got to do it first. God wants us pregnant with godliness, pregnant with hope, pregnant with his power, looking like him, acting like him, being like him. What a great way to say, for God so loved the world, everybody, by showing up new, looking like Jesus. Showing up loving, despite what they did or said to you or didn't do. Remember the, the five and the two and the one talents? See, if we fail to love, we're burying our gift. We're burying that gift, that talent. God's love is totally a gift for us. We didn't ask for it and we'll never deserve it. So we gotta love out loud as Jesus did, going about doing good. You gotta practice what you expect. Practice what you so often demand. Practice the hope that you're, you, that you're expecting to find in, other, in somebody else. And be faithful to do unto others for the glory of God. Paying grace forward for the furtherance of the gospel and the growth of the new you. It's gonna take practice. But practice to get right so you don't get left. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Practice taking, taking off the old grave clothes so that you can live this resurrection life with power. 2017, boy, it's, it's time for all things to be new. You and your character and, and your values and your attitude. Whew. 
You know what you need to do? You need to give back to the devil all that stuff he put on you that perverts your, your walk, that, that's an encumbrance to you moving forward. You know, the depression and the darkness and the lies and the rip-offs, give it back to him so you can take on the new, put on the new. You might have to institute some new dis disciplines, having an attitude of gratitude, having a better prayer life, aimed at the pursuit of seeking God, not stuff. So you can have intimate relationship with God. Whew. Get to know him. See, you, you gotta know God and know his word if you're gonna be like him. If you're even gonna know who you are and be who you are. Daniel 11:32 says the people who know their God will do exploits. He wants you to accomplish greater than you've ever imagined in your life, to do exploits. So I want to encourage you today to give God away, to share him by your life, by your faith, and out loud, and pay his grace forward. Put on the new you. You are the light of the world. In Jesus' name, do you receive it? Amen. Amen. Bless you.